Thanks to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. It's Mike Davis, the founder and president of the Oracle 3 Project. Today, joining us from Colorado, and he's going to get into why he's in Colorado in a second. Mike, how are you? Good to see you. Thank you for having me. You, you know, I know that you're in the courtroom, so you're going to be a little bit more subdued than usual. Um, I want to start with why you're where you are. I've read the 14th Amendment. I've read the so-called insurrection clause. Nothing like that happened here. It doesn't make any sense. But yet, this is a case where they're trying to keep Donald Trump off the ballot because of the 14th. Fill me in. Yeah, so the Democrats impeached President Trump twice for nonsense. They indicted him four times for non-crimes. They even brought a civil fraud claim in New York with Tish James for the non-fraud of a businessman paying back sophisticated Wall Street banks in full, on time, as agreed, with interest. And that didn't work. That backfired. That election interference, that lawfare backfired. It actually put President Trump up in the polls where he is beating President Biden like a drum for November 5th, 2024. And so this is the Democrats' Hail Mary now. They want to simply take President Trump off the ballot. They're going to do it through Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which is uh, was passed to make sure that uh, Confederate sympathizers who engaged in insurrection or rebellion during the Civil War were, were not going to go into win federal office like the House of Representatives and undermine the post-Civil War reconstruction effort and the Union. The Democrats are dusting off Section 3 of the 14th Amendment after about 150 years, and they're trying to claim that January 6th was an insurrection, even though there is no evidence whatsoever of an insurrection. January 6th was a lawful protest permitted by the National Park Service that that turned into a riot. It was not an insurrection. How many insurrectionists get to the Senate floor of the nation's capital, walk through velvet ropes, follow police direction, and don't burn down the damn place? Well, exactly Jack right. Smith, no, yeah, I, I, just, I want to stop you there because it was all very interesting. Mike, even if it were an insurrection, it doesn't mean that he did anything wrong. Donald Trump had nothing to do with what happened on that day, but it wasn't an insurrection, as you said. It was a riot uh, that, that started as a peaceful protest. Now, having said that, we now know that the Democrats always play the long game. Mike, I'll be honest with you. I'm in my, my mid-50s here. I never heard the word insurrection used ever until January 6th. It's as if they all said, if you call it an insurrection, we might be able to stop them that way. Do you think it was planned that far ahead? I don't know if it was planned that far ahead, but I do know that it's lawless. I mean, if you want to take a candidate off the ballot, if you want to disqualify a candidate under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, there is a case from 1869 that clearly states that Congress has to pass a federal criminal statute. You have to bring federal charges. You have to have a federal jury convict a federal judge uh, federal jury unanimously finds guilty a federal judge convicted and it has to be upheld on appeal none of that is happening here and the reason it's not after january 6th committee spent tens of millions of dollars and jack smith spent tens of millions of dollars and democrat other democrats have spent tens of millions of dollars is the evidence does not exist do we not think that jack smith would have brought insurrection charges against trump if that evidence existed, of course he would have. It does not exist. And so you can't just have Democrat judges and, and Democrat uh, lawyers and Democrat activists and Democrat places like Denver, Colorado, just decide you're going to take him off the ballot. That is unconstitutional. That is lawless. You have to follow the Constitution. And the, the case law is very clear from Chief Justice Samuel Chase from his 1869 decision Congress has to pass a federal criminal statute, which Congress has done in 1870. They could charge under that federal criminal statute, and they have not done it. 
They haven't done it because there's no evidence that he did it. It's Mike Davis. Go make sure you go and follow him. Uh, Mike, it's uh, MRDDMIA over on X, right? That's correct. All right, so everybody go follow Mike over there. He's in Denver, Colorado. So the chances of them um, finding that they can keep him off the ballot probably are 50-50 in a city like Denver. Then it would have to go to a higher court. Eventually, it'll be thrown out. Is this just a matter of trying to, to stall this long enough to actually physically keep him off? Well, I, I think there's a very good chance that this judge is going to throw President Trump off the ballot in Colorado because this Denver District Court judge, Crazy. Sarah Wallace, is clearly biased. She made a donation uh, last year to a Democrat PAC with the, the PAC's sole purpose was to go after Republican officials who supported President Trump on January 6th. Well, how is she still President- sitting on this case? That's a very good question. President Trump moved to recuse her, and she said today that, oh, she she acknowledges making this donation. She forgot she made it, but it won't it won't make her unfair. She can still be fair. That's not the legal standard. She decided standard, that, she'll be a, that she'll be fair. She decided yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's not the legal standard. Her subjective belief she's going to be fair is not the legal standard. This is reversible error. There is an objective standard, and it's will the public believe she can be fair objectively and clearly that, it, that she cannot be a fair objectively. She donated to a January 6th pact to go after Trump and Trump supporters. Now she's sitting on a case to throw President Trump off the ballot in Colorado based on January 6th. You can't get more biased than this. It is uh, Mike Davis, founder and uh, president of Article 3 Project, article3project.org. Uh, let's talk, I want to talk about the Jack Smith case quickly. Um, of course, it's not about insurrection. Now, he went after him on one of these two, either the Presidential Records Act or the Espionage Act. Which one is it? Uh, he he charged him under the Espionage Act, uh, where the Presidential Records Act is the one that clearly applies. The Presidential Records Act applies to any document created or received by the president or his White House staff. Right. And those there's a separate set of rules for presidential records than there are for federal records. And Jack Smith just ignores this and tries to charge President Trump for espionage, for retaining records he's allowed to retain under the Presidential Records Act. It's it's stunning to me that he would do it that way. But again, um, if you, I don't know, maybe I'm dumb, but to commit espionage, wouldn't Donald Trump have to take something that's highly classified that he's allowed to have? It's not classified anymore. He could take it with him and then call up China and say, hey, I've got some stuff for sale. Wouldn't he have to actually do something, not just have them? Because as you said, the President's Records Act says he can have them. What is What is it that Jack Smith is alleging Donald Trump did with these papers that makes it espionage? He's alleging that he retained them, and he's allowed to. That's the, that's the problem with his legal arguments. There's, Jack Smith is saying that President that the archives asked for the records back, and President Trump didn't give them back. Well, guess what? He's not. He is allowed to have access to his presidential records any time he wants. And you're exactly right, Joe. This is not a case of President Trump selling our national security secrets to Ukraine or China, like maybe Joe Biden did. This is a case of right. President Trump getting to a fight with the Biden librarians and other bureaucrats at the archives over presidential records that President Trump was allowed to have. This is a fight over library books that the librarians think are overdue and President Trump correctly says are not. There are legal scholars that say if President Trump knew that he lost in 2020 and then came out and lied about it, you might be able to get him on something, uh, I don't know, uh, interfering with elections in Georgia or something. Um, allegedly Mark Meadows is now going to be cooperating and he was his chief of staff and the, the leaks that we keep getting, because that's what they do when, when they want to get a Republican, they leak, uh, the leaks that we're getting are that Meadows is saying, well, of course Trump knew that he lost 
And, Mike, you and I, I mean, <laughs> I've, I've interviewed Trump 13 times. Today he still thinks he won. So I'm not really sure what, what that gains Jack Smith or even Fannie Willis or whoever it is over in, uh, in, in Georgia. Donald Trump to this day feels like he was ripped off in that election. He's allowed to feel that way under his First Amendment right as an American, and he hasn't wavered whatsoever. Is there a case to be made if Mark Meadows says, I told Donald Trump he lost, and Trump agreed that he lost, and then he went outside, and then he claimed that he won? No, there's not a case at all because you can politicians can lie. If you're going to put politicians in jail for lying, every politician <laughs> in Washington, D.C., except for Chuck Grassley, right. my former boss, would be in prison. <laughs> but you're exactly right, Joe. Trump doesn't think he lost because he thought the election was rigged, because it was rigged. The Democrats used COVID to illegally change election laws. They mass-mailed live ballots out to old voter lists, including where college students have moved. They, they used COVID to get rid of signature verification. They got rid of election observers, and then they say, hey, you don't have evidence. Well, you got rid of the election observers. But separate from that, President Trump is allowed, is allowed to object to the presidential election under the Electoral Count Act of 1887, just like Democrats objected to Republican wins in 1968, 2000, 2004, and 2016. Why aren't Al Gore, uh, John Kerry, and Hillary Clinton in prison for objecting to the president, exactly to the right. Republican wins, right? In the First Amendment, President Trump is allowed to twist arms politically unless... President Trump had the real electors tied up in Rudy Giuliani's trunk and sent in fake electors instead of contingent electors. There's no crime. I don't think that happened, Mike. I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. It's Mike Davis, founder and president, the Article 3 Project, article3project.org. Why exactly is uh, Letitia James allowed to continue to make her case on X? Why, if there's going to be a gag order, I thought that you, the, the first and foremost protector or protectee was the defendant in any case, innocent until proven guilty. For some reason, we're shutting him up and protecting Letitia James and the, and the, the judge to say and do anything they want. How is that fair? It is not fair. It's unconstitutional. It's egregiously wrong. It's it's un-American. The First Amendment protects Americans' right to free speech, not the government. The Sixth Amendment prote protects the defendant's right to a fair trial, not the government's, right? They are using a gag order, which is supposed to protect the defendant, to muzzle the defendant. They are turning the Constitution on its head. This is clearly unconstitutional. This is clearly lawfare. This is clearly election interference. And these Democrat prosecutors and these Democrat judges and these Democrat hellholes like New York, D.C. and Atlanta are actually making President Trump's case about election interference. Well, I want to go to, to D.C. next. Tanya Chutkin, the, the judge there, allegedly, well, not allegedly, she she's alleges that Trump is not allowed to say the things he's saying in the, in the rallies. I guess over the weekend he called Bill Barr a fat pig or something like that. Under the Constitution, he's allowed to call anybody a fat pig that he wants. What is her grounds for saying that somehow attacking a witness, attacking a witness is against uh, the rules so you can't speak anymore? She is taking the local D.C. criminal rule, I think it's 57.7, which is a the gag order provision that allows judges to gag witnesses in a case. It is to protect the defendant. It is to, it is to protect the accused. It is to make sure the defendant gets a fair trial. It's not to protect the judge or the prosecutors and their egos, right? If anyone in the world needs the constitutional right to speak out, it is a criminal defendant against the judge, against the prosecutor, against the courtroom staff, against the witnesses, against the process. He needs that right more than anyone because he is a criminal defendant and his liberty is on the line.
Uh, it's Mike Davis, article3project.org. Uh, Mike, uh, as we finish up here, and I, th- I thank you so much for coming to us from the courtroom or from outside the courtroom in the hallway, um, I- I've got to ask you in a general sense, time is of the essence. I mean, the election is one year from now, and this is really ramping up now. Even if he's found guilty of anything, which he shouldn't be, but as you said, these are Democrat hellholes. Um, if he's found guilty of something, eventually all of these cases will be thrown out by higher courts, whether it be the Fifth Circuit or the Supreme Court. Um, is this just a way to try to hurt him as much as possible from getting on the campaign trail and winning? No, I think the Democrats are playing for keeps here. I think that they're think trying they think to they're control- win and put him in jail. Yeah. I think they're trying to put him in prison for 700 years. I think they're trying to bankrupt him through the fraud lawsuit in New York. I think they're trying to disqualify him from the ballot. These these Democrats, again, not our parents or grandparents, Democrat Party, they are trying to destroy Donald Trump because they fear, they know that he will beat President Biden like a drum on November 5th, 2024. So you, you legitimately think they're... They- they think they're going to win and it's going to stick. I mean, don't they see who's in the Fifth court, fifth Circuit? Don't they see who's in the Supreme Court? I mean, these, these cases will be thrown out and Jack Smith will be rebuked like he was last time. Well, let's hope so. But guess what? This has to get to the Supreme Court. If the Supreme Court can, you know, is they have time lifetimes. to do that. Yeah, there is time. They're, they have lifetime tenure. They have pay protection. They're not supposed to care about the politics. The Supreme Court justices will have to put on their big boy pants. They're going to have to show a little bit, a little bit of courage and actually follow the law this time. And they're going to have to say that this is lawfare. This is election interference. This is lawless. This is unconstitutional. We're not going to go for it. Even if, even if Trump is not popular among the DC elite or the New York elite or the Atlanta elite, we're still going to follow the law. What what blows my mind is that they had a chance to listen to some cases from 2020, which were viable cases. They might have lost, but at least they should be heard. Not one case was heard by any of these courts. 61 cases or something were just not looked at. And there were allegations. I don't know if you if you heard anything about this. It could just be speculation that John Roberts, the chief justice, said, "I can't take the. We can't look at these cases. There will be riots in the street if we do." Is there any validity to that? Do you know? I don't know, and I and I, I just don't know if that's the case or not. That I have not uh, heard that from the Chief Justice himself, so yeah. I would just be repeating hearsay or speculating. But I would say this. If the Supreme Court does not step up now, if they think that you can have Democrat prosecutors and Democrat lawyers and Democrat judges and Democrat juries and Democrat hellholes like D.C., New York, Atlanta, and now Denver, Colorado, yeah. if you think that they can just imprison your political opponent, bankrupt your political opponent, Kick them off the ballot. If that's how they think the Democrats are going to win, we're not going to have Republic after this election. I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's Mike Davis coming to us live from uh, from Denver, Colorado. Mike, Mike, one last quick one. Do you agree with me that some of those cases obviously should have been heard? I think that the Supreme Court should have heard cases. I think the lower federal courts in particular should have heard, heard, case, uh, should have heard these cases. I think a lot of these uh, appellate judges who, uh, you know, sometimes they become politicians in robes and they find cute ways not to decide cases like standing and mootness and political question, all the other nonsense. At the end of the day, judges need to, to, to decide cases and controversies so we don't have riots in the streets. 100%. It's uh, Mike Davis from Denver. Mike, thanks a million. Article3project.org. Thanks for making time, brother. Thank you. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Hi, right, 
great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. It is the Joe Pag Show. For your Monday, a Motown Monday. Going to have more music next hour. Bill Medley from the Righteous Brothers will be on next hour. Uh, good long interview. 21, 22 minutes long. It's uh, it's good stuff. Make sure you stick around. Still on tour at 80-something years old. Uh, Carrie, you still be working with me when you're 80? Oh, uh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, well, wow. Well, you want to work with me. Oh, I'll be dead. Question. I'll be dead by the time you're 80. Don't say. I'll be way gone. <laughs> I'll be gone. You kidding me? I'm out of here. Uh, no, uh, if we're still around, they're hey, welcome to the Joe Pack Show. Welcome oh, Monday. man. <laughs> we, could, we could be playing the oldies and be like, let's play the oldies with Miley Cyrus from go. the 90s. We're going to yeah. have to up our times. It'll be bedtime pretty soon. Man, I'm we're telling you. He's doing this show. That could be yeah. something. But you know, I interviewed him two and a half years ago, and he looked great. But I mean, he looked even more Bill Medley-like to him. Like, what the hell? What are you doing? Wow. Wow. That's and he was awesome. uh, in good spirits. We had a good time. He, he, I asked him if he saw all those videos on YouTube where people react to the Righteous Brothers, and his oh, answer was yeah. nope. I said, "Okay, oh. so you're not you're not a technology guy." I said, "Well, have you at least heard about it? Because people are blown away. Like, look at Bill's That's, cheekbones, and look yeah, at how they, great he they needs sound." To and, see that. You know, yeah, without yeah. a doubt, because millions and millions and millions of views. And I said, "There's a, like three generations later, there are people who are like falling in love with you guys again." That's and we talked about great. Bobby Hatfield, who's since died. We talked about, you know, Unchained mm-hmm. Melody. Uh, they had a resurgence in the 80s because of the movie Ghost and the movie, um, uh, of mm. course, Dirty Dancing. And Dirty Dancing, yeah. Right. And then suddenly Bobby's on Cheers singing to uh, What's-Her-Face, Shelley Long. The whole thing was actually very cool. Just a great conversation with the guy. Nice. And and I was a little giddy. Listen, he had me. I actually laughed out loud. Really? What he, what he, what he says That's about, well, he said, I heard the you. name of the movie was Dirty Dancing. And what he says after that made me laugh. Okay, all right. Well, think about it. You're Bill Medley, rock and roll, you know, monarchy. Somebody calls Mm -hmm. and says, you want to sing a song on Dirty Dancing? What? Yeah, your initial reaction might be, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. What's that? Oh. So, yeah. Good story, I bet. Got that for you next uh, next hour. Make sure you stick around. It's going to be a good long interview. We'll do some other stuff off the top as well. Do me a favor. Go and support those um, those short videos I do. They're on Instagram, Joe Talk Show. YouTube, Joe Talk Show, TikTok, Joe Pags, J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Yes, I understand where it's based. Yes, I understand all the risks. And yes, I'm going to take their money and push conservatism on that platform. Deal with it. But go and follow there. You can go to JoePags.com. Send us an email as well. We're back after this. This is the Joe Pags Show.